RadioInfluence.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. And today I want to talk about something that we all love, which is comfort, whether it's friends, food, family, you name it. So over the weekend, I, I actually spent the entire weekend at home. I just, I've had a lot going on with work and I just decided, you know, this is not the weekend for me to be going out. I just kind of need a break from everything. And I found myself caught up in watching all of these classic shows. Um, so one night I was just going through and watching old episodes of Three's Company and Sanford and Son and I think Good Times. And then the next night I was watching episode after episode of Sex in the City. And then I just, I had a thought and I thought to myself, you know, it seems that especially for me, like in the influencer world that I am, you know, so heavily involved in, we always get caught up in all of the new places. There's a new restaurant opening. We have to race over there and it can actually be kind of exhausting. And one thing I've been struggling with lately is just this need for competition in our community. And it's really been getting me down, to be honest with you. I have found it's become very cutthroat and that's not why I got into influencing and everything that I do. I do it because I want to celebrate and promote the places and products that I love the most. And I had to really, you know, for that reason, I had to kind of take a little bit of a timeout and just kind of focus on myself and just kind of, you know, going back to the basics. So one night as I was sitting there watching, you know, Sex in the City, I thought to myself, God, this takes me back to, you know, like over 20 years ago when, you know, I still lived in California. I had my, one of my favorite people of all time, my roommate, Carlene Falco. She currently lives in Los Angeles, but she is originally from Brooklyn, New York. And just kind of that time in my life that was just filled with adventure, you know, before I had kids, you know, going out, we, we spent so many wonderful nights in San Francisco, just exploring, doing different things. And then we would always go to breakfast the next day. And even though, you know, living, um, we lived in San Jose, there was an abundance of restaurants everywhere. We found ourselves going to the same place every single Sunday for brunch and kind of like in sex in the city, the four girls always go to the same coffee shop and it's there where they, they talk it's life. It's a comfort space for them. So it kind of, kind of made me start to even go back a little bit further. And I started thinking about where did my just love of food come from? Now I've, I've, you know, I've spoke on this many times, you know, my dad is really the reason, um, he was in the restaurant business. I mean, he grew up, you know, Italian family, just everybody, everybody in his family cooks and he's always had a passion for it. You know, he went to college for, you know, restaurant hospitality. He was, you know, owned and was partners in several different restaurants. And, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I never really saw my dad that much at night because he was always working late. And for me, the highlight of my day would be when he would actually drive me to school in kindergarten. And he had a Corvette back in those days. And I thought I was the coolest kid. But those were special moments, you know, whenever I did see my dad. And he used to take me sometimes to work with him, like on a Saturday morning. And I remember this one place, it was like a steakhouse and a nightclub. It was a two level place. So he'd be upstairs in the office. And again, you know, this, the restaurant wasn't open. So all the doors were locked and I just had free reign. I would run around. I used to find so much money on the floor from this nightclub. I mean, I think there was one day I found like 30 or 40 bucks. And back in those days, that was a lot of money. I would sit there and play 
tabletop Pac-Man. Um, I would go behind the bar and make a Shirley Temple. And I think that was probably what got me to get into bartending later. But those were very special moments. And he would always take me with him. We would go and just explore different places. And one of our favorite spots that I will never, ever forget in my in my life is called Original Joe's in downtown San Jose. It is still there. It has been around since I believe 1955 and talk about old school. This place is the real deal. You walk in and you feel like you're, you're in the seventies. Now, again, I haven't lived in California for 20 years now. And the last time I was at original Joe's was about 10 years ago. And I actually had written a blog post about how much I love that place and all the childhood memories. And I was contacted by the Wall Street Journal to do a small writing piece. Um, they had like a food section and they asked me to write about, you know, original Joe's and they interviewed me and it was actually, it was really cool for me. But that place was just, it just brings me back to so many fun times in my life. So when I was probably about five or six, my dad would take me there and they have this big counter and just imagine kind of like an old school diner. So we'd sit at the counter and I used to just be mesmerized by watching all of the cooks. And I just remember like watching shooting flames going up over the grill. And to me, it was like, it was like a show. It was entertainment. And this one cook by the name of Steve would always come up to me and hand me one of those dumb, dumb lollipops. And I just remembered that. And I was like, oh, how sweet is that? But original Joe's from, again, like what I remember as a child, I felt so small. You walk into this place, they had every single table in the restaurant was a booth. So big, tall leather booths, only men were servers and they all wore tuxedos. The only females that you would see working would be either at the counter where you would go to pay or cocktail waitressing in their lounge area. And it was just, I don't know, there's just something about it that just always brings me back to this special time in my life. The portions were huge. I mean, they used to have one of my favorite things to get would be a BLT. And it was on the thickest sourdough bread you can ever imagine. And of course, you know, Living in the Bay Area, the sourdough bread out there is just unrivaled. And for that reason, I love that place. As I got older, I didn't go there as much. You know, I was discovering new places. You know, when I got my license, it was always like, let's go here, let's go there. But Original Joe's was forgotten for a little period of time. So when I started working, um, which is called the Hotel De Anza, it's still in downtown San Jose, great place. If you're ever in the area, I highly recommend you stay there. I was a, a cocktail waitress and a bartender in the lounge of the hotel. And a lot of times during the week when we did close early, like at 10 or 11, a lot of us would head over to Original Joe's because they were open until 2 a.m. And we would go sit at the counter, we would order food, and then we would usually go to the lounge for a few drinks. And one night I was sitting there. And one of the cooks comes up to me and he goes, Tracy. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're Dominic's daughter, right? And I looked at him and I go, you know, my dad. And he goes, well, yeah. And he goes, I remember you when you used to come here when you were like five and I used to give you lollipops. And I thought that was really special. And that just kind of reignited my love for that place. And so my last probably 10 years of living in California before moving to Tampa, that was always my spot. I used to go there at least two to three times a week. And it just always made me feel kind of like, you know, warm and fuzzy inside. So I started thinking, so what is it about a restaurant that really makes us want to go back? Because lately, 
I go to some of these new places and while yes, they might have a fantastic menu and I have a good experience, I'm always drawn to some of the same spots. So what is it about these places? Does it make us happy? Does it evoke memories? Is it the food that we love? And I started thinking about my time here in Tampa. Now, one place which I've only been going to for about two years, and I highly recommend you go there. And if you do have a moment, you need to check out my Instagram at Tracy Forks Around Town. I have a really funny video, but it's Sardo's Pizza in Largo. Now, you know, being the uh, the pizza queen that I am, I had been always like, I'm always looking for pizza places. And about, let's see, three or four years ago, I came across Sardo's Pizza on social media. And I thought, this place is just calling my name. You know, the owner, uh, Santo, he's from Brooklyn. He's just got that Brooklyn accent, that New York attitude. And it just reminds me of my my old roommate, Carlene, who is, you know, even though we don't talk all the time, she's always going to be like a sister to me. In fact, the stories I could tell you about her and I, we could write a book. But she was always, we were such opposites when we lived together. And I just, I'll never forget, I'd be asleep she'd be coming home from going out and she'd walk into my room and wake me up and she'd be like, yo tree dog, let's go out. And that's just how she was. She always wanted to get, get up early and go to brunch at like five o'clock when she was still in her, you know, her outfit from the night before. But anyway, so I thought I'm going to visit Sardo's pizza one day when I'm in the area. So lo and behold, January of 2020, I had to go out to Largo for a meeting driving down the street. I see the sign and I thought, oh my gosh, here it is. I I need to go. So as soon as I finished with my meeting, I head into Sardo's Pizza and it's very hard to miss it at the time. I mean, he has since remodeled a little bit. There was a big Superman character carrying a pizza with his face on it. And it just, it made me laugh. Um, He calls himself Super Sardo's Pizza. I walk in and it was everything I wanted it to be, you know, big, giant New York slices behind the counter, just stromboli, you know, meatball sliders, just beautiful garlic knots, all different types of pizza. They have a fantastic menu. You can get sandwiches, pasta, you name it. So I I go in and I just, I had a craving for just a slice of good old New York style, just cheese pizza, you know, the big piece that you can just fold and eat it and enjoy it. So I get a slice of of cheese pizza. I think I might've had... I don't even remember now, maybe a small salad, who knows, but I'm sitting down and I'm taking pictures of my pizza. Now I knew the owner Santo was there because there was a table of about eight people. They were a really nice group and apparently they were all kind of just staring at me and I'm sitting here and I'm like, what's going on? Do I have something on my face? I mean, usually I I figured I probably had sauce or something on me because that's always, always a given. All of a sudden he, he yells at me. He goes, you're the fork lady. And I looked at him and I go, how do you know? And he goes, I recognize your tattoo. He goes, you follow me on Instagram and I follow you. Welcome in. And he came right over and he was just so warm and funny and hysterical. And the whole table started laughing. And Sardo just has this personality. He will tell you like it is. If somebody calls up and will say, I want a gluten-free crust, he'll hang up on him. He's just, he's very old school and he's, I love him. He's just entertaining. So he was telling me that the people 
were kind of looking at me. They're like, who is this girl? What is she doing? And then that's when he looked and said, oh, I know who that girl is. So that kind of, that was a special day for me because we, we formed a friendship. And about a month later, he was a guest on my podcast, which is one of my favorite episodes. You definitely have to go back and listen to it if you just search Sardo's Pizza under uh, Forking Around Town podcast. And another thing about him that I love is he loves Rocky just as much as I do. He's got several Rocky posters, you know, around the restaurant. And, you know, me being the big Rocky fan that I am, I have, well, I had a collection of these Rocky figurines that came out in uh, 2006. They are now impossible to find. If you do find some of them on eBay, I mean, some of them are like two or $300 a piece. Well, I had about eight of these figurines and, you know, I've just been carrying them around. They've been in storage. And I thought, you know what? I love this movie, but I know that if I give these to him, he's going to really appreciate them. For me, they're just sitting in a box. I don't have anywhere to really put them in my house. So I gave him all my Rocky figurines and he has them proudly displayed and he was just so touched by that. So I thought that was really cool. So that's kind of been, you know, our story. And anytime I have somebody that wants to go eat or do something fun, I always want to go back there. And it's for a number of reasons. It, it brings me back. It's that personality, you know, he, he's just, he's so entertaining. And when you're there, you're laughing, you're enjoying good food. You're having a great time. I would rather go to his place than a fancy restaurant for the first time. That's just how I feel. So I actually was at, um, I was over at his place this week. We had a great time as always. I had, um, (laughs) I came across two more Rocky figurines and I wanted to bring them out to him. So my daughter and I went in there and it was just, just like old times. We always pick up right where we left off. And it just kind of made me, it was funny because it was really going along with the theme of how I've been feeling over the last week about really just going to those places that we continue to go to because they make us feel a certain way. Just like picking up the phone and calling an old friend. And lately I've just had so many people in my life that I've recently met that just, you think they're great, whether it's dating, you get excited and then what happens? They let you down. So there's nothing like old school and just, you know, having that in your life. So for me, I do have a couple of classics in Tampa Bay that I wanted to share with you guys. And I did a fun little questionnaire on Instagram and was asking people the same question. So my question was, what makes you want to go back to a place over and over and over again? So one, um, one friend of mine, her and her husband, they go to Carabas every single Thursday night. I actually knew them from my old restaurant job, Um, which I left about three years ago. They've become great friends. Every time I see them, they're like family. Well, they go, they go to Carabas every single Thursday. They never miss a night. It's just special to them. They love the staff. It feels like home to them. And that's exactly what I'm feeling with all these places. So for me, I have to go back a little bit to when I first moved here and Bonefish Grill. That was a place I started working at when I was, oh gosh, well, I'm not going to say my age because I really don't remember, but it was 2004. I'd only been here about a year. It's actually how I met my children's father. So if it weren't for Bonefish, I wouldn't have my kids probably. But that place back in the day, I used to go there all the time, even after I left. Um, I left there, you know, I was pregnant with my son and decided to kind of get out of the industry for a little bit. But every time I would go in there, I would just see the same people that I just 
loved. People that were my bar patrons that became like friends and family. I have so many friends from my days at Bonefish that I still talk to. Every time I go there, I know what I want to get. They do, you know, they revamp their menu. I actually was there probably about a month ago. I do have it posted on my Instagram. I was showcasing some of their summer specials, but they always have their classics. And again, you know, some of the staff has changed, but it's always just fantastic to go to these places and see people that have been there for so long. Now, Burn Steakhouse is another place. Now, not the actual, not dining in the restaurant, but in the bar. So back in 2000, probably 2004, 2005, there was a bartender there named Kenny. Kenny used to come to Bonefish all the time and was just he was just quite the character. So I used to go visit Kenny when he would bartend. And it was like a hidden secret back in the day. You could go sit at the bar, enjoy a steak salad or a burger. I mean, the prices were phenomenal. You didn't have to wait for a reservation for three months to get into the dining room. And it was just, it was so much fun. And it was such a comfort place for me because every time I knew that I went there, I was going to get the drink that I wanted, the food that I wanted. And it was always a great time. So another place that's been around in actually in St. Pete for about 20 years is Cafe Chibo. I've had Frank Scatino, the owner on here a couple of times. And Cafe Chibo is really one of my children's favorite places to go. The menu has not changed. He does have specials, but everything is the same. And every time we go there, we see the same patrons that just love it. You know, the food is great. The bread and the dipping sauce. It just my kids. If I say, where do you want to go to dinner? Immediately Cafe Chibo. So that's kind of our favorite spot to go on Sundays for family dinner. If I don't feel like cooking and whether or not Frank is there, the kitchen crew, the servers, um, they've got, you know, Steven, who's been there for, I think, 16 or 17 years and he's always great always a pleasure and again if I had my choice of checking out a new restaurant I'm going to lean more towards going to what I call one of my you know my my staples and that's definitely the feeling feeling that I get from Cafe Chibo also 717 or 717 I hear people pronounce it either way I actually worked there when I first moved to Tampa it was my very first job and there's a very funny story behind that The day that I moved to Tampa, I remember getting here at like five o'clock in the morning. After I got freshened up, I headed out around 1130 and was like, I need to find a job. I had just spent almost two weeks trying to get here. That's a whole other story. Just a very long road trip with lots of stops in New Orleans and Houston and whatnot. So I walk in and, you know, again, I had just moved to Tampa from California. So things were a little bit different here. I walked in, I made sure to go between like two and five when they're not busy, asked the bartender, I said, Hey, I'm looking for a job. She's like, we're not hiring. Okay. Sounds good. I walk out the door straight out of like a movie scene. A minute later, she comes outside and yells my name. I was already about a block away. She's like, the manager wants you to come back. So I go back in, I meet the manager and he goes, I know you from somewhere. I said, that's, that's impossible. I just moved to Tampa like this morning. He goes, no, no, no. I know you from somewhere. So we sit down, he hands me an application. He goes, fill that out later. He goes, where did you move from? And I said, San Jose, California. And he goes, that's it. I know you. I go, how? Him and his wife lived in San Jose for a brief period of time. Their son was a big hockey fan They used to go to Sharks games all the time and they would go to the hotel where I used to work. And we had a beautiful lounge where you can order food. We had an Italian restaurant right next door. So we served, you know, food off their menu. 
they used to come in, they would sit at a table. I would be behind the bar. And he said, you were so fast. He goes, I used to sit there. My wife and I would say, now that's a bartender. Of course, I probably couldn't do that anymore. This was so long ago. But he was impressed with my bartending skills that he hired me on the spot. I didn't even have to really fill out the application just, you know, for, you know, obviously they needed it for my employee file. But that place was very special to me. I really met a lot of friends who are still my friends today. And it's one of those places I enjoy going to. It's been around for like 20 years now. And it's just always going to be a classic and a place that's very near and dear to my heart. So again, I just wanted to kind of share that with you guys. And one thing that I'm actually starting to do now is really take time to discover some of these Tampa classics. If you have any places that you recommend, I would love to hear from you. I, I, I'm constantly seeing places on social media that I've never heard of before, maybe because they don't have a presence, but just somebody that's going there and showcasing pictures. There's a couple of steakhouses, just so many places. Now, Ivoroni's is another place I used to go to back in the day when I first moved here and I lived in the Carrollwood area. So that's on my list. I want to definitely go back and revisit that. And there's a couple of Italian restaurants in South Tampa that have been around for quite some time, like Cafe Paradiso and um, I think Cafe Spartaco. They've been around and I know I've dined at those places. It's just been so long. So I want to go back and revisit some of these classics. And that's going to be kind of my fun little project to do over the next month and a half and just give some love to those places that have that old school feeling, that family feeling, just everything, and just take a break from some of the new spots. I would love, again, like I said, if you have any recommendations, you can send me an email, tracy at forkingaroundtown.com, or you can also message me on Instagram at tracyforksaroundtown. I have a partner in crime for this fun project. We're going to start making a list together and just hitting as many of these places as we can. And so I'm really excited to hear you guys' feedback. I'll be posting um, weekly on my stories on Instagram, just kind of this, you know, this question so you can share your responses with me. And again, I do do appreciate you guys. Um, one other thing I wanted to say is like, I, again, I had so many people reach out to me about why they go to the same places, but for them, they said, it's like old faithful, you know, you know what you're going to get. You're never going to leave disappointed. And it's all about just that feeling of family. And that really resonated with me. So that's why I really want to celebrate any places in the Tampa Bay area that just showcase that family feeling. Well, I hope you guys have a great weekend and I hope to um, be sharing some of my adventures over this upcoming weekend. And I hope you guys also enjoyed National Hot Dog Day. <laughs> I forgot about that day and it just reminded me that Mel's Hot Dogs in Tampa is another place I need to go to. It's been about uh, two years since I've been there and I'm definitely going to try to visit them this weekend. So everyone stay safe and don't forget a new episode comes out every Friday on radioinfluence.com or wherever else you like to go to and listen to your favorite podcasts. Have a good weekend. This is a Rock Stops here with Rock Riley Quick Fix on Radio Influence. All righty, this is a good one today. Really enjoyed my conversation with Chip Santiago. He is known as Demo. He used to be Demolition Man, Demo Man. He's Demo. He is a midget athlete. Now, before you get crazy and, oh, you're calling him a midget, he calls himself a midget. I knew my guest when he was in micro midget wrestling. He now is getting the boys ready. The other midgets, they're getting ready for rough and rowdy. 
with Barstool. Huge event that takes place every year. Well, I'll tell you, my parents never held me back. My dad would let me play football with the big guys. My mom, you know, obviously she was worried, but she never helped me back from anything. You know, don't hold your kids back. If they want to go do something later, you know, push it. Go for it. A lot of parents just keep their kids inside because, you know, they want to shelter them from the outside world. And, and, I, and I get it. You know, I love my kid, too, man. But I think that's the most damaging thing I could have done is leave my kid inside so he doesn't know because I'm not going to be around forever for him. You know, he's going to have to learn on his own. And the same thing with other kids, man. You know, at some point, you got to get, you know, break out from the nest. And then it's going to be a culture shock when you come out there and people are calling, oh, look at that little guy. Look at that midget. I don't care. I don't care. You know, it's funny because you know, I can go through a Walmart and pe- see people holding their cell phones up as oh, I walk by. You see it. You yeah, see, see it. they don't know. Sometimes my wife is with me and they'll walk up behind. She's done it before. She'll walk up. Hey, would you like a picture with him? I'll tell him to come over here. He'll take a picture with you. You know, put him on, put him on blast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah and it's yeah, done. Yeah. And people, there's some people that are, are nice and say, hey, man, they'll go to my wife and say, hey, you think I could take a picture with you? They'll recognize me for a TV show or whatever. You right. Know? And it's cool. I got no problem. I got no problem at all with any pictures, to be honest. You know what I mean? I can care. I always tell my wife, stop fighting my battles. If I don't care, then you shouldn't care either. Great, great, great. That's why you've done so good, and that's why you are who it's you mentality are I have today, to carry, man. man. I have to accept it, dude. These are the cards I was dealt with. You know, I just got to play my hand. The Rock stops here with longtime radio and TV personality. Rock Riley is found anywhere you find podcasts and radioinfluence.com.